Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to discuss why racial pride is wrong. Newt, this is a question I received from a listener, actually two questions I received from two different listeners asking the same kind of things. So we're going to clump them together into one. I think this is in response, well I know one of the questions is in response to a tweet that I made a couple weeks ago or several weeks ago now. <clears throat> a tweet in response to what Jeffrey Miller said about if anybody tries to uh, make you feel guilty for what your ancestors have done, then they're not your friend. And I think that's 100% true. If anybody tries to put any kind of racial guilt on you for something that an ancestor of yours may have done, even if, they, even if it's a direct ancestor, they're not your friend. They're trying to hurt you. They're not here to help, that's for sure. Likewise, I think anybody who tries to make you feel proud because of what your ancestors have done is equally not your friend. They may seem like your friend, they may seem like more of your friend than the person who's trying to make you feel guilty for what your ancestors may have done, but they are in principle perhaps even less of a friend. So why is this? What is wrong with racial pride? And I just want to say from the start that anybody out there who feels any kind of pride or has any, like their uh, flag of their home country on, on their apartment wall I totally sympathize with you. I sympathize with black and brown people, of course. I mean, I think leaders in their community are not their friends, but I also sympathize with white people. I sympathize, especially young guys, because I think you have grown up in a completely different uh, intellectual, cultural climate than I have. I grew up in the 90s. You know, in the 90s, <laughs> we were all listening to Michael Jackson singing about It Doesn't Matter If You're Black or White, which is a great song, by the way. I just listened to it yesterday. There's synchronicity for you. Great song. You know, that's what we believed. And I think kids who are maybe born in 1997, 98, 99, up to maybe 2002 now, they grew up in the late aughts and teens. And ever since then, there has been a lot more propaganda about white people feeling guilty. That's when the critical race thing started to come back in 2009. So I think you've grown up in a completely different climate and you are reacting how you think you need to react. We will get to it to the reactionary, the reactionary stance about racial pride. We'll get to it. And I think you're reacting how you, you're in a sense programmed to react. I would say the same thing about black or brown people. And also I want to say one kind of racial pride is not any worse or not any better than any other. This isn't like, oh, it's bad for white people to have racial pride, but not for black or brown people. No, it's, it's unhelpful. I mean, whether it's bad or good, I don't know, right? This is psychology. This is therapy. This isn't philosophy, but I know it's unhelpful. I know it's not going to be helpful for you long term to really ascribe pride to your race or ethnicity. So it's not good for black or brown people either. And, well, I think maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. You can say, well, black or brown people have been oppressed, especially by, you know, America, by white people in America. And, and whether that's true, we're not going to get to the bottom of that today. Let's just say it is true. If it is true, then that's ever more reason to not place any pride in your race or ethnicity. It is holding you back. It is a fetter. It is a ball and chain that feels good. Let's get to it. I mean, I think the first thing that's wrong about racial pride is because it's pride, it's feeling a sense of accomplishment for something. I mean, that's what pride is. It is a feeling, it's, yeah, it's not an emotion, right? There's only two emotions fundamentally, anxiety and anger, but it is a feeling state associated with a sense of accomplishment. It is a incredibly powerful, I think, incredibly special feeling state that's really important to feel in your life. And to just 
convince yourself that you have racial pride. You don't have racial pride. You're just convincing yourself you have racial pride because working to get what you want, working to create the life that you want, to go out and meet the woman who you want, that is very difficult. And so it's just easier to sit around and, and convince yourself you have some kind of pride. And because it's pride in something that we inherently are, that we cannot change, you get the two, I think, abominations of this multicultural critical race um, thing that's that's happening right now in the West. You get white math, right? Now we're talking about there's different maths for di different sciences, for different races, different epistemologies, different ways of interacting with reality based on who we are. And we inevitably get white math. It is going to happen, or black math, or whatever. This kind of epistemology, epistemology based on your race is going to happen naturally when you start to take pride in your race because now it becomes something that nobody can talk about because you can't change it so any kind any kind of disagreement or discussion about it it becomes a, a source of a lot of problems and a lot of disagreements based on the nature of what it is you know it's very similar like a, like everybody wants to stop wars everybody thinks okay we need to stop wars in america or in the west and it looks like we may be pulling out of afghanistan i think that would be awesome but how do we get to that place where we actually are able to start wars what we need to do is get rid of the infrastructure that profits from creating wars in the first place and that's what any kind of racial pride is it's like it's the infrastructure that profits from now we have white math now we have black math now we have another I just think an abomination of critical race and this whole multiculturalism, small and multiculturalism, you know, maybe big and multiculturalism, multiculturalism, Inc. That's going on. Not Star Trek 1967 multiculturalism, but we are all inherently different because of the color of our skin. I think another just abomination of this is that movie, The Problem with the Pooh. Right here you have a Pooh clearly a character who the Simpsons love, who is an integral, integral part of their community. It's He is, in a sense, a celebration of immigration and how important it has been to this country, and I think it has been important to this country. And you can take that. You can take that lionization of this guy who represents immigration and turn it around and think, oh, well, you're making fun of me. Why? Why? Because this guy who has the problem with the poo, he has pride in his Indian heritage or uh, Pakistani heritage, uh, he might not actually be Indian, but from that part of the world, like South Western Asia, he has pride in that heritage. So anything you say is is grounds for uh, being offended. Anything that you say, and, and any way that you represent him, because he identifies with his race or ethnicity, any way you represent him is never going to be good enough because it's just too sensitive of a subject when you take something inherent about yourself and ascribe to it this high as this elevation of human feeling pride. And it just makes it, exactly, I mean, this leads to my next point, just makes it difficult to be objective and, and to get along with people of different race. And I think you're seeing that now in the Chauvin-Floyd murder trial. I don't know whether Chauvin is guilty. I mean, I'm not going to look through the the course or the court record you know I'm I'm not gonna listen to all the testimony so I don't know I'm not gonna make a stance on whether he was he was guilty I mean it looks bad but maybe you know a lot of things look bad but they end up not being bad so who knows but I do know we can't be objective about it I mean 
What would have happened if Chauvin was, in fact, let's just say objectively innocent of murder? I mean, what would have happened? Not would people have rioted. We expect people to riot. But how would our leaders in Congress, how would the president have responded? All right, this is not in an objective way. Right? That This would not be an objective response of, well, the, the jury uh, looked at the evidence, and I have not looked at the evidence, so clearly that, you know, they may have some insights that I don't have. Not, not what it looked like, but that's why we have the, the court of law. Right? This is what's keeping us from turning into you know, jury by mob, or trial by mob, excuse me. Yeah, the, the, the mob is the jury. I think another reason why uh, taking racial pride is wrong, because I think it's natural. Not that I think racism is natural, um, um, but I, I do think that having in-group bias, that is natural. That doesn't make humans bad, it's just something we need to be aware of. You know, it's, it's like if uh, you have a slow metabolism, you need to be aware of the fact that you are you know, programmed to like certain foods, sweet foods, more than others. So it's just something you need to be aware of. So you can't really indulge in, let's say, saltwater taffy to, to such an extent because you know once you stu do start indulging, it's going to keep going, it's going to keep perpetuating because you're programmed, let's say, to like sweet foods. And it's something we need to be aware of. We are programmed to have in-group bias. So be careful. Because the in-group bias, the implicit racial, not pride, but wanting to be with people who look like you, that is a part of you. It's not, an, it's not inevitable. We'll, we'll get to it. It's not inevitable, inevitable, but it is a part of you. So it's going to happen naturally. So why would you consciously do it? Why would you consciously do something that's going to make you uh, less objective? I think... Um, Another thing wrong with racial pride, I, this is specific to white pride, the reactionary view. A lot of people think, well, or white people, they think, well, black and brown people can have pride now, so why not white people? And my response is, uh, it's still wrong. Now you, now you have no grounds to criticize black and brown racial pride if you're going to do the racial pride thing yourself. And, and maybe in some way you are justified. I, I mean, I don't think... You know, it's still unhealthy. It's still wrong. Maybe in some way you are justified. You could make that claim. Ultimately, is it going to help you? you know, it's like if an ex-girlfriend treats you poorly and then you treat her poorly in return. And it's like a justification because, well, she did it to me first. Yeah, she did it to you first, but is it going to help you? You don't have to take the high road every time. You can take the low road if it's really going to take out your enemies. It's like This is like Sun Tzu Art of War stuff or, or uh, Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power, right? Like, you can take the low road. Do it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm above taking the low road and you always have to take the high road. But if taking the low road is actually going to make you worse, which racial pride does make you worse, it, you know, it, it, everything that we talked about, it inhibits your ability to interact with reality in a healthy way, then it's ultimately not the right thing to do, even if you may be, quote, uh, justified. Now, I do think there is a right way to have a racial pride. Well, let me bring up this point first. Sorry, kind of all over the place, but I guess there's more here than I thought I had. So why, why are people ultimately going after latching on to racial pride? Well, I think because there's no, there's no other way of, of looking at race. I mean, there, well, let me put it this way. There's no inoculation against racial pride. I think that's why you see a lot of it. The inoculation against racial pride ultimately is individualism. 
the extent to which you create your own identity based on your decisions. Now, in order to do this, you need to understand how your emotions work. And if nobody comes around and tells you how emotions work, if nobody comes around and says, this is what anger is, this is what anxiety is, this is what happens when you're sad, this is how it relates to anger, these are the decisions you make to interact with reality in a healthier way, and how you build an identity, the foundation of which can give you a feeling of genuine pride. You need to get pride some way. And look, look at everybody else is doing it, so I'm going to do it too. Maybe it's just who we are, and we're destined to be an un uh, have the inability to live in a multicultural society. And this goes back to what, what I was saying at the beginning. I totally sympathize with anybody who, who feels justified in having <coughs> racial pride. Doesn't make it any more correct. Right? And doesn't mean it's going to be any more helpful to you in your life if you want to build the life that you want. Because that ultimately the life that you want is going to be a life that you build. And the more that you latch on to racial pride, these things that are, you, you can't really change about you, then the less likely, like the, right, that's libido regression, then the less libido you're going to have for actually interacting with the world, for actually creating decisions that you want to create based on who you are. <clears throat> now, there is a, a right way, a correct way to have racial pride. It's not racial pride, of course. It's just some kind of racial cultural celebration. Um, and I, to, to, um, yeah, exemplify this. Think of St. Paddy's Day versus the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York that happens. <clears throat> so what happens in St. Paddy's Day? What is, in a sense, the tagline of St. Paddy's Day? Everybody's Irish. Everybody's Irish on St. Paddy's Day. March 17th, come on, take the day off. Let's celebrate Irish culture, <clears throat> which, of course, revolves around drunkenness. I've never known or heard of an Irish person who has whether an alcoholic himself or hasn't been affected directly by alcoholism. So let's celebrate this. There's a rich Irish tradition. Everybody can be Irish. I think, I don't know if that's, it's definitely not wrong. I don't think it's necessarily healthy. I have been to some of those cultural festivals and I just get the sense that what happens in a lot of them, like there is this racial pride and the cultural celebration that everybody's included in, that's really, I mean, to put it in, Jungian terms, that would just be the persona. <clears throat> there is this dark side pride behind it, but whatever. You know, if, if you want to go in and celebrate your culture and be inclusive about it, then I think that's at least a, a less unhealthy way to do it, as opposed to something like Puerto Rican Day Parade. I think what happened in 2012 or 2013, <laughs> the Puerto Rican Day Parade, is John Leguizamo was the head of it, you know, which is whatever. He was the head of the Puerto Rican Day Parade, but later it came out that he wasn't 100% Puerto Rican or something, or his mom was Dominican and only his dad was Puerto Rican. So there's this huge controversy of whether it was justified for him to be part of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. And then this is exactly, this is the wrong kind of multiculturalism. This is extremely exclusive. Like, who cares? If all you're doing is celebrating this ethnicity, if that's what you want to do, great. But the indication that you care whether what island, in a sense, John Leguizamo's, John Leguizamo's mother came from, that is an indication that it's not really about the culture and it's really about this pride, this exclusion purity thing that you have going on. <clears throat> so that would be the wrong way to do it. But, it, you know, the solution, like, I, I, there's no way I can tell anybody who feels any kind of racial pride. And, you know, I'm not trying to convince you right now. There's no way I'm going to be able to convince you to not have racial pride if you don't know how to build your identity based on your decisions. 
I can, it doesn't matter how smart I am, doesn't matter how smart you are, I cannot teach you calculus unless you first know algebra. It doesn't matter how much I force it. You need to learn the fundamentals first. You can't just think, oh, racial pride is wrong. This isn't going to be helpful. I'm not going to do it. You need to learn the fundamentals of your psychology, how it really works to, I use that word, that's a good word, to inoculate yourself against any sort of uh, deleterious, pernicious ideas. Pernicious is a better word there. It seems, it's like just subtly destructive. Oh, what's the big deal? Puerto Rican Day Parade, what's that now? But there's something subtly destructive in that. It's a pernicious idea. So you're not going to be able to inoculate yourself against these pernicious ideas until you really start to manage your emotions, to manage your psyche. That's what we can help you with here. Not only to inoculate yourself against racial pride, but inoculate yourself against other kinds of tragedy. Other tra kinds of tragedy that, that are inevitable. Not that we can stop tragedy, but we can help you to manage it. And the way you do that is to first manage yourself. We do free consultations here. AnimusEmpire.com slash schedule. Thank you guys. I will leave it there. And remember, racial pride is always wrong, even if it, quote, feels good.